Time now for the morning line here on KMA. Work has resumed in Congress now that the U.S. House Representatives has a new speaker. And with us on the line with an update from the nation's capital this morning is Iowa Congressman Zach Nunn. Good morning to you, Congressman. Good morning, Mike. How's everything going there? We've been uh, out in the district just finishing up our fourth 21-county tour and then uh, came back for our tour of duty, if you will, out here in Washington to try and get some more probes bills finished up. Well, as uh, I think everybody heard on ABC News just a uh, minute ago, uh, the House did approve that $14 billion aid package to Israel uh, yesterday. That's one of the things you folks have been involved with. Uh, What was your vote on this, and what are your thoughts about additional aid to Israel? Yeah, so let's be very clear on this situation. There's been an egregious terrorist attack against innocent civilians in Israel, I was instrumental that weekend, making sure that we had a resolution to support Israel, even before we had a speaker. We were instrumental in getting 14-plus Americans home, including Pastor Goodwin and his family who were visiting the Holy Land. And I'm very happy to report that late last night, we were able to get a Des Moines American citizen who had been dropped in Gaza across the uh, Rafika crossing in Egypt and will be on a plane ride back to the States this afternoon or this weekend. This is all very important aspects of how we've helped Americans in Israel, but I think the reality is Israel is our strongest ally in the Middle East and has come under Hamas's terrorist attack. So we need to ensure that we are supporting um, Israel with a operation that refunds their um, Iron Dome program. This is the missile defense protection system and resupplies the U.S. military to be able to act. We've got two carrier strike groups in the region. And let's not forget, we just had 21 U.S. military service members and contractors who were struck in the last uh, week alone in 12 separate incidents. So I believe strongly that we need to be supporting Israel. But, Mike, I'm going to be clear here. The money that was moved from Israel can't come as an additional burden to the U.S. taxpayer. The greatest national security threat the U.S. faces right now is a runaway debt that really handcuffs our ability to take care of our own people, our own southern border, or help anyone else in the world if we can't stay functional. So what this bill did in the House, which is different from what President Biden has done, is it says we're going to take money away from, in this case, uh, the IRS and their desire to hire new tax agents and say we're going to spend that in supporting Israel, supporting our U.S. military uh, resources in the region, and standing by the strongest democracy in the Middle East. So I'm very proud of the vote we took last night. It was bipartisan, and uh, now it's headed to the Senate. Well, along those lines, uh, it's expected to be a non-starter in the Senate because of what you were talking about with the the cuts in the IRS funding. There are those uh, Senate Democrats and others who believe that if you cut the funding for the IRS, it's going to have an impact on taxpayer services. It'll be less likely that the IRS can investigate any sort of tax fraud. How do you respond to that? Yeah, well, first of all, you know, adding more taxes onto people or worse, more bureaucracy with additional audits on working class Americans um, actually depresses the amount of work that those, uh, you know, businesses, communities, Main Street operators, farmers are actually able to execute. So we're going to see pretty quickly a growth in economic revenue as a result of people actually focusing on doing their jobs and what they want to do versus trying to be compliant with uh, tax regulators out there trying to raise money on the backs of working Americans. But here's what I'll also say. You know, the Senate tried to push a plan forward that puts Ukrainian funding and Israeli funding and other funding all into one massive bill. And this is kind of how the process in the Senate works 
let's pack a sausage full of all of our favorite things, send it over to the house. Americans, and the reason I came to Washington, Mike, is to get rid of this bad behavior. And I think it's very important that Americans get to have clear votes on what we're spending our resources on. Because ultimately, I've got 800,000 bosses back in Iowa, and they want to know what we're doing with their tax dollars. I want to be able to say cleanly to them, I was able to, you know, support our ally in Israel with money you'd already sent to Washington, D.C. Your options are, do you want to support Israel or do you want more tax collectors? Everybody I've talked to in Iowa says they want the first. What the Senate needs to identify is if they want a plan to support Israel, they can either take what the House has sent them or they need to come back to the table and they need to have clean bills that say we're supporting Israel and here's how we're going to pay for it. And if we want to have a conversation on how best to support Ukraine, they need to have those ideas too. Here's where I've been very strong. No more U.S. tax dollars going to Ukraine without a strategy on how we win that. But what I have said is that there are $300 billion in Russian assets sitting in U.S. and European banks that are making money for the Russians. We should take those assets and make sure that Russia pays for the war that Russia started. Let's talk about another issue now that the Speaker of the House is in place. Uh, there's hope that uh, the Farm Bill discussions will uh, kick into gear. Right now, where does the Farm Bill stand? Are you optimistic that a Farm Bill uh, deal will be reached and there will be a 2023 Farm Bill approved before the end of the year? Mike, this is one of the things I work on the hardest. Uh, we have held you know, several dozen farm listening sessions talking with people um, so that we can prioritize what they want in Iowa. That includes everything from crop insurance to the extension of Reconnect Rural Broadband to our farm-to-market roads and bridges infrastructure, and including things that Democrats want, too. This is a bipartisan bill, things like SNAP and the ability to make sure uh, kids and families are taken care of. This should be a passage that both House Republicans, Senate Democrats, and the President of the United States can get signed and moved forward. Because at the end of this calendar year, we start running into some real challenges. Now, I will say this. We've all seen the dysfunction and the made-for-TV chaos that's engulfed Washington in the Speaker's race. It's been led by a few. Um, and that potentially has an impact on how we move farm bill. There's a select number of people who you know, don't really even want a farm bill going forward. And um, I'm prepared to stand with Republicans and Democrats and fight back against those folks and pass a bipartisan farm bill, one that has a pathway to success this calendar year and one that needs to happen for the sake of communities, not just like, you know, you and I in rural Iowa, but for the entire country to be successful in eating and fueling the needs of our economy and our um, fellow Americans. Now, Iowa Senator Joni Ernst says she expects that there will be a one-year extension of the Farm Bill, another, the current Farm Bill, the 2018 Farm Bill. Is that what you anticipate happening? Look, I'm not ready to see that. I think that that is a kick-the-can-down-the-road kind of mentality, and I respect where Senator Ernst is, particularly coming from the Senate. They're in the minority there. In the House, the Republicans are in the majority, and I think we have an obligation to be leaders on this and not hope for the best but do nothing to plan for a worst-case scenario. Right now, we still have a runway, and I'm a military guy, Mike, so I am very committed to having a mission with timelines on how we are getting things accomplished. I'm not going to you know, say that Farm Bill is something that's going to uh, just get extended out of happenstance. We've seen too much this year change. We need to be committed to doing it the right way, in the same way the House is passing 
appropriations bills. I think we've got nearly 90% of all appropriations bills passed through the House, something that hasn't happened in 10 years in Congress. Let's do the same with the Farm Bill. This is a once-in-a-five-year opportunity to really set out our priorities for America's agriculture, and that begins with folks in Congress getting down and doing the hard work of doing their jobs. Congressman, we've run out of time for today. Thank you very much for being with us, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Have a good rest of the day. Mike, it's always a privilege, and hopefully we don't have snow this weekend. So (laughs) warm wishes to everybody in uh, southwest Iowa there. All right. That's Iowa Congressman Zach Nunn on the morning line on KMA.